This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Will Run For. This is your host, Tom, and with me, as always, are Aaron. Hello, I'm glowing. Yes, you are. As always, Michael. <laughs> Arg, ahoy, mateys. <laughs> oh, my God. And Diana. <laughs> All right. I couldn't, I couldn't get my pirate joke up fast enough. <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your pirate joke? I don't have one. <laughs> uh this is this is a audible uh format but if you could see us <laughs> which um, i'm gonna post a story right now so you'll be able to have reference oh for what God. he's talking about this is the I'm, q west episode I'm normal <laughs> yeah uh diana is wearing a an an eye patch um and aaron and michael are <laughs> in some sci-fi movie about the burn up in the sun <laughs> oh, oh god man. yeah we're like wow. in ad astra wow well, no uh, oh ad astra i forgot that we, uh, movie existed we're, space pirates. Oh, we're already off the rails we haven't even started we haven't even yeah. started oh. there's something going on with my eye i don't know if it's pink eye or i scratched it with one of my fake lashes I, honestly, or it's allergies i think it's pink eye and i'm blaming the dog and i'm just really yes. sensitive to light and always blame the pets it was it was easier to put an eye patch on <laughs> oh, oh god, god. It's All right, just so, so that we, I think she did this on purpose so that we could talk about it during this episode. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yep. Well, I said that it it didn't feel weird because I can barely tell I have it on, like when I was walking around the house in it, and now I'm like seeing myself in it, and it's quite jarring. It's not. <laughs> it's quite jarring. It's, it's <laughs> we look heavenly. Yes. You do. Yes, there's, yes. There's a you got a halo effect going on. <laughs> Oh goodness! I'm just I'm just writing a story that says for future reference. <laughs> nice, <laughs> good, 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 good. All right, so we got a lot going on. A lot. So um, we should yes. probably not do what we're doing now. No, we're going to get right into <laughs> it. We're going to start it. with, hey Michael, do we have any yeah. five star reviews? Uh, we do have one. We have uh, thank you for the five star reviews. We have Cubs fan New Jersey or NJ, who is Susie. Uh, just like listening to Running Friends, I love listening to their podcast while on the run. They not only make me laugh, I feel like they get me, just like my running friends. I love following them on IG and Facebook. Can't wait till next episode. Uh, so thank you, Susie. I believe uh, she's part of Runcation Nation and from New Jersey. Oh, awesome. Yes. Thanks, Susie. I believe her husband went to my high school. Oh. Which is very oh, ironic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another. I think we, we were just talking about, about how another. Um, one of our listeners went to high school with the uh, Tom. Or same school. Same school, time frame. different time frame. Um, Again. So, Di- yeah, different if you want to era. Support the show. Different era. <laughs> same thing with, I believe, me and her husband. But, uh, you know. So, if you want to support the show, of course, five star reviews, uh, share on social media, all that kind of stuff. And uh, thank you guys. Yes. Now, a great transition. And then <laughs> we will talk about our. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm all kinds of messed up. I apologize. What are we running for this week, friends? 
I'll wow, go first. Guys. I'll go first. So this week I'm running for It's Crunch Time. Got two half marathons coming up, some other runs. My training is in is in a word in inconsistent. Shambles. Just <laughs> I need to run several times a week with my long runs on the weekends. So I'm I'm starting fresh. I'm I'm gonna just reset and and try to get back into a good rhythm so I'm prepared for these actual races that we have coming up. Awesome. Awesome. I actually am going to um, go right off of that because my thing that I was going to say is I'm actually uh, running for a complete reset, complete redo, complete rec- recalibration. I don't really know. Uh, you'll hear that my race didn't go well again. Uh, I feel like this is a pattern. Uh, even before this race, I've been kind of thinking about how even though I've added the strength training... My training's kind of like all over the place. I haven't had a plan for a long time. Um, I think that I might actually go look up a marathon training plan and kind of while I'm, I'm going to probably modify it, I need, I need true consistency. So, um, I need to reset and recalibrate because I'm, I'm not in a feeling like I'm in a really good place. And I remember what I was, what I did in the past to get to a better place. So I just I need to do that again and uh, not let the last few races really mind f me <laughs> yep, <laughs> as it's yep. starting to at this point. You got to have a short, short memory. So, yeah, I just I, I think that I'm actually going to go look up a marathon training plan and I'm going to try and attempt to follow it in some consistent way. Nice. I love that. It's a good goal. I've decided to do a mini run streak. Oh, pulling a Tom. For my uh, like four week little training block to Batona. Which I think I'm dropping. Okay. Sounds good. Breaking news. Breaking news. Defending champ dropping out. Uh, (laughs) I am going, I I just, uh, I need a little consistency of actual running and not Mm. just hiking and stuff. So I want to just, just do a little mini block to get ready for the 55 that's all oh love that um for me i am just i'm running for all of my goals so we're gonna get into my race recap in um just a little bit but you guys probably saw on instagram and all my stories that i've reached one of my goals for this year so i am running for goals and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that up and see what i can do with all my fall races so that's actually a real like a real thing to be running for that was awesome. That and my um my Reese's pumpkins that I have sent here. <laughs> I that's also the, that's the more fun one. That's that's the more fun one. Um. So yeah, goals. Goals. Yeah, I mean, love it. You are a goal getter this week, just like <gasps> some of the rest of our community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now it's time for our will run for goal getters. Congrats on making your goals, you getters. We have Perfectly Imperfect Maria, who just got her Peloton yesterday and a flash flood warning in the area. So she did 13 miles on her treadmill as her first run on it. Oh, my Sheesh, God. Right? Come I on. Don't I, I don't know if I've ever done more than 10 on a treadmill. Mm. And I love oh, a really? treadmill. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten some 20 milers in on treads. I don't mind it. Just watch the movies. Uh, let's see. We got Laura Duxon who signed up for uh, in April for today's virtual 10K for the Guinness record. Most runners to complete a 10K today and did it. 
Uh, also, the last time she was doing a double digit in kilome- uh, kilometers outside. It's weird to see kilometers <laughs> because the baby is already dancing on her bladder from the very start. Uh, moving on. M. Row Zero ran Hallucinations 100 miler last weekend. Wow. He got third place in 18 hours, 51 seconds, or 51 minutes and 54 seconds. Oh, my God. That's how he celebrated his 40th birthday. Crazy runner Michelle, uh, she can officially say she finished her half Ironman in AC. Awesome. Whoop, whoop. 70.3. Amazing. Uh, we got Robert, who's crushing his goal of PRing a 5K under 23, uh, he finished it in 22.34. Wow. Yep. He finished up a half marathon today with a PR at the Philadelphia Distance Run. With a one hour, 45 and 40 second. Nice. Four and a half minutes faster than his previous. And now he has the Adirondack five uh, or sorry, Adirondack marathon coming up on October 3rd. No specific time goal. Just want to enjoy the scenery and feel good. That seems like a good That's goal. That's a good time. Especially yeah. considering that marathon is probably pretty hilly, right? I would so if it's in the Adirondacks. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with yes. Yeah. yeah. I bet October 3rd too. I bet it's really pretty there. The foliage, yes, the foliage, just starting. Yeah, do you think the foliage starts that early? Yeah, up there, up there, October third. I would bet so. Amazing. There was a Hallmark movie on today, and it was was part of (laughs) Fall Harvest, and there was a leaf watching group, and they were called the Leaf Peepers, and she had a sign, and that's what I just thought about. (laughs) Oh my gosh. God. Jessica Garan says the the goal getter update on the house hunting. They found one and they bought the house. They moved whoop, whoop. in about a month. That's she hasn't awesome. moved in over fifteen years, and now it's she's moving her whole family, not just herself. Her and her current goal, her that goal was to still be married by the time this <laughs> happened. And she she says it's still going great. She's still married. Yay! <laughs> I feel like okay. house buying is a great goal at this point because <laughs> uh, it's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah her fitness goal, though, is to up her mileage and strength training for Space Coast. She says it might be a rough race, but it'll be a good, th- good thing there. Are, the good thing there is drinks and friends on the course. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. Yep. That's why we're going. Uh, Anna failed at her goal of continuing to disappoint her <laughs> friends uh, for not signing up for Marathon Weekend. And it turns out consistency was not the key. Womp womp. Wait, so did she sign up or did she not sign up? I can't No, she signed up. She signed up because she failed. Yes. She failed her goal. She went from I'm not going to Marathon Weekend to signing up for Dopey. Yeah. Which none of us told her she needed to sign up for Dopey. We just wanted her to come down and do a race. And then she, on her own, decided to go for Dopey. Come Mm, on. mm, mm. I mean, the right? medals are so good, though. They are so pretty. And I hear they, they really give are. oatmeal raisin cookies out at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> so It's the official cookie of Dopey, I believe. Oh, yes, God, it is. Hilarious. Uh, Jennifer Cook says that her goal is to finish the Smutty Nose half on October 3rd and not feel like she's going to die. Good luck, Jess. Oh, Jennifer, that's a really good goal. That's, that's a, a really goal. good goal. Yeah, not to die. Always a good goal. <laughs> And that's all we got. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for the goal getters. As always, look out for the posts on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, let us know your goals. Yeah, we got a decent amount for uh, yeah, last, last minute, minute goal yeah. getter. Yeah. Look at all you guys out there killing it. 
Yep. I know. We just like, posted uh, it a couple hours ago. <laughs> like what? Diana? Diana's out yes. there killing it. Oh my with gosh. All her goals. Mm-hmm. I was so like, I mean, I didn't do what you guys did this weekend, but oh, stop I felt it. like I was super busy. Yep. Got it. Got a ton of stuff done. So um, I went to Orange Theory on Thursday and they'd been advertising Dry Try for a few weeks. And because I had my um, kind of goal race scheduled for Sunday, I was I was kind of resisting. And then I don't know why I just got the urge when I was leaving on on Thursday. I was like, I'm just going to sign up for the sprint, which is um, which is kind of half of the full dry try. Um, so it was my first time doing it. I hadn't done it before. And what it was is a, a thousand meter row. So if you're doing the full, it was two thousand, and then. You did a floor exercise, and if you were doing the full, you went through this twice, but since I was only doing the half, I only had to do it once and still wanted to die. Um, So it was 40 bench jumps, then it was 20 squats where you like sit down on the bench and then stand back up, and then it was 20 push-ups. Oh man! And Guys, then it was uh, just because you can't see the screen. Diana actually did the motion I while did she that. was doing it. <laughs> she, I'm, she I'm just keeps saying I did that. Like we, you guys can all see her, and it's hilarious um, to me. <laughs> and then what else did we do? We did was it plank jacks, push ups, oh, plank oh, jacks, yeah. and then you ended with ten burpees. So you did twenty of all that other stuff, and then ten burpees at the end. Um, so my heart rate like shot up, like. For me finishing, I finished the the whole thing in like 27 minutes, and I was in red and orange for like 25 of the 27 minutes. Wow. wow. And you always say you have so, a hard time getting your heart rate up it, that high. Yeah. So it was a lot. And then um, and then you ran 1.5 miles. So I was like, well, I'm going to start to get ready for my goal today. Um, so I ran at like a 12 for the entire time without doing kind of intervals or anything like that. So um, I was excited. I was the first one to finish the sprint in the class. There were 14 people there and there were like three of us doing the the sprint, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was so funny. One of the girls that was doing the full finish, like, I don't know, six minutes after me. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I can't mm. even imagine like going, oh my gosh, going that fast. Um, but it was a really fun event. It was really challenging. After I did the one round of the floor routine, I was like, I don't know how people are going to go back and do this again. Like do it twice. My God. It was just, it was a lot. Um, so I said, next time I do it, I'll, I'll do the full. I don't think I have any, uh, any desire to do that? <laughs> were they doing that? Yeah, were they doing that at your? Uh, yeah, I saw, this weekend? was it all of them? Yeah, I yeah. saw the results on yeah. uh, our our Orange Series uh, yeah Instagram page. Yeah, so it was a cool event. It was really supportive. There were like two coaches in the room, and they were like cheering everyone on, and everyone was wearing their orange, and they had pom poms, and it was awesome because the last girl that was on the treadmill, um, and she was a little bit slower than everybody else, but she like got out there and killed it. And then when kind of everyone had finished, they like walked out for like a few minutes and then would would get off the treadmill. And then so everyone was kind of just wandering around um, until she finished. But when she got into like her last little bit, like almost everyone got back on like the treadmill and started running it out with her. So that oh, like, that's cool. I don't know. It was really cool. And like everyone was clapping and stuff. So it was cool. You got a little certificate with your time on it and they gave you a bib. 
which is really cute. I actually didn't post pictures of this. I should post a picture. Um, and the coaches like wrote stuff on the back of your bib. They were like, you can do it. Like it was, I don't know. It's really cute. It's super supportive. Um, yeah, I would definitely do it again. It was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, like it's really hard. It was yeah. like, it was like the work so I, of a full like hour long class in yeah. half the time. Yeah, that's why I just said that I don't think that this sounds like anything I'm super interested in. I've never in doing. done the dry try. <laughs> I, that's one thing I've never yeah. done. Um it was twenty five bucks to do it. Um if anyone's wondering, or at least at mine, it was probably like ten dollars at yours, you um <laughs> and then <laughs> Why is mine so much more money than yours? I don't know, but it's even more like I'm really struggling to not giggle the whole time Diana's talking with her eye patch. Like, I just like, I feel every single time she says yo, something so serious. Like, pirate's like, life for me. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm trying to be like actually oh serious. God. I know, um, and it's that's why I think I'm having a harder time not giggling because you're so serious right now and you have a pirate thing on your it's so good oh god i'm a nightmare to be around um (laughs) so yeah so it was 25 bucks you got a you got a water bottle and um yeah i don't know it was it was just kind of like a little goal so also with orange theory the cult of orange theory um there are challenges in your apps and you get little like badges and kind of fill in the blank so hmm. when I noticed there was that, I was like, well, I'm going to do dry try so I can get my little badge. So I got one for the sprint. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish I was a little bit more prepared for it and didn't just decide on Thursday that I was going to do it. I also did it at 3 p.m. yesterday because that was the only time available. And I had lunch at like noon and still felt disgusting when I went to oh, go God, do really. it. Like, I don't know how you guys, like, work out like that, like, so late in the day. It just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I guess I if just, I was more uh, used to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see the benefits of morning, though, because then you're done with it and, you know, you feel awake and. Yeah, it kind of wakes you up. Fresh afterwards, yeah. But, like, I usually don't eat before I go. I just kind of wake up and go. And I don't know. Like, I felt like I felt different yesterday because it was kind of at, like, the end part of the day. So, but, yeah, I was happy. I was happy with my time. I was happy with all that. Um, And then today I did the Ellicott City 5K, which I have never done before. Mm. Um, And this was my goal race. So at the very beginning of the year when we set our New Year's resolutions, I said that I wanted to run a 5K without stopping, and I had done it on the treadmill. And I did it today. woo woo um, I did it today uh, in Ellicott City. Never done the race before. This was not the right race to do it, even though I did it. <laughs> I saw that... you said something about your, wasn't it? I don't, I guess. It was, was it really post, hilly. It was, yeah, it was okay. hilly and it was hot. Like, it was too warm. Um, but I so kept going. Kinda, so you kind of talked about like that you had signed up for a race to do this at and then you didn't really talk much about it. And, you know, like I did a secret marathon the one time I wanted to PR because I didn't want any pressure. I didn't want anyone like a time out there. I didn't want like any anything big deal made about it. 
Um, so I didn't know whether you weren't mentioning it again because you were just trying not to like you didn't want people to be like good luck or like you didn't want pressure. Yeah, I guess um, kind of. So I didn't say anything because I was pretty sure it was this weekend. And because I even think I remember thinking that September is kind of a, a toss up for trying to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you didn't really say anything about it again. So I thought to myself, maybe I'm wrong about the date and maybe it's October or maybe she just doesn't want to talk about it. So maybe I won't text her and ask her. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like I mentioned it on the show, but I didn't like bring it up a bunch of times. And then you guys were doing Rock the Knob. Um, so I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't not talking about it. Okay. Um, it, it was listed in our upcoming races from the, from the last, uh, show notes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ar- yeah yes. I do. We hear Archie squeaking <laughs> away. Uh, yeah, I don't, I wasn't sure if it had a date associated with it. I remember seeing, or us talking about it slightly. But like I said, it didn't come up a lot. So I thought maybe she didn't want pressure. So I figured uh, I'd yeah. let it go until yeah, she had done yeah. it. And then she'd let us know when she did it. Yeah. And well, she did. And I did it in the car on the way there. I looked at Tom and I said, well, this isn't I'm not going for a time. I'm just going for a I'm not running or I'm not walking yeah, at all. Yeah. Even if I'm doing like the slowest run in the world, I'm not. I'm not walking, Uh, but I maintained my pace pretty well, even with a ton of hills. So when I said Ellicott City, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're you're going to do that. Um, So basically it was a mile and a half down and then a mile and a half back up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of what you guys did on a. (laughs) <laughs> on a much smaller scale. Um, and I even told Tom, I was like, Tom, you should have seen me at the water stop. I didn't even like stop at the water stop. I was like, Usain Bolt, and I just grabbed it and ran. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was water like right at the bottom. Um, but it was good. Um, they don't close down all of the roads for it, which is, I guess, why they do it kind of early-ish on a Sunday morning. If they had started like an hour earlier, the temperature would have been um, much better. Uh, but, uh, what time did it start? Nine. Oh, that is okay. that is late. Yeah, yeah, it was late. Um, but yeah, there were a ton of people there. There's a 5K and a 10K. A 10K is just two of the same loop. Um, I've never really run there before, um, so I was flying down the hill, um, which got me like a ton of momentum, and I felt really good. And I said, oh, this will be good for my pace because there's only a mile and a half kind of when you get back. And then even if I'm like kind of trudging up kind of slower as a run, it would be fine. Um, But I was pretty consistent. The only time that I wasn't super consistent is when it goes like really steep going up. But then... Hmm. um, when it was kind of gradual you kept, ups, I was able you to kept run. Moving. Yeah, I ran the whole time. I was so impressed. And there were times where I wanted to stop. And then I was thinking, weather's going to get me. Like, this isn't great. And mm-hmm. I just kept saying, well, I'm just going to do like a tenth of a mile more. And then maybe I'll take a walk. And then, like, yeah. when I kept doing that, and I didn't even get to that point until after I'd done like two and a half miles. Like, and then I felt like stupid. I was like, I'm going to go two and a half miles and then not finish it. Like, <laughs> and then not finish oh my gosh. it off. Yeah. And like, all the thoughts. Like, 
And all the thoughts that go through your head in like that short a span of time, like all the things that you're thinking this whole time too, right? Like when you're in, in a race situation like that and yeah. you're like self-talking and you're self-doubting yes. and then you're talking yourself, trying to talk yourself back up from that self-doubt. Yes, like It's just like this constant like conversation you're having in your head. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I had my headphones in, so I was kind of singing along. Um, but I did... It did feel good running the whole time because there were a lot of hills and even people that were in like super good shape were like stopping to like walk up the uphill parts. So I felt kind of like a badass, like kind of like. <laughs> oh, you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Running, running through it. Yeah. Running through it. So that I think that helped a little bit. And honestly, I think doing like Everest and stuff in Orange Theory like helped. Like if really I hadn't helps. been doing any of that. I yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do this. Like if I was training like I was before Orange Theory and there was a hill like hills like that, I wouldn't have been able to run the whole time. I don't know. It's running at Everest and all that mess. So I'm super proud of myself. I'm really excited. I felt like I put the work in and now I've got to set kind of some new new goals. Although I did look at Tom and I said, if I had to run another 3.1 without intervals after this, I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> Like I was like, I couldn't I think, do another loop. I could have done it with intervals, done the next loop, but I don't know if I could have okay. run. Yeah. Run. I, that, I, I don't know if I, cause I like came through and I was, I was yeah. done well, when was I came hot. through. <laughs> you said it was hot, but I think that hot. with, with a little bit more training, you could definitely make your yeah. way back up to a 10 K. Yeah. But, and then I'm wondering like, because it wasn't a PR, um, it was a really, really good time. It was it was a better time than than I thought. And I think it's like my I think it was like my fourth fastest 5K. Um, mm. And I'm just wondering, like, sometimes I do think like if you use intervals correctly, they do make you faster. Well, but, you had said when you when you were texting with me and you said that what your PR was, I said that because I said, well, that that means that when you are running, you're running fast because if you're doing a walk in there as well, and if mm-hmm. you're doing like one thirty, say like one minute thirty seconds, I mean that one minute you're putting in some pretty good yeah. efficiency. If so you're for walking me, a f- yeah. for 30 seconds. For me to get fat, my here's my problem. My walk is so slow. Like, I don't know. I, like, turned into, like, a saunter. Like, I don't even know what to call it, how <laughs> slow I walk. Like a mosey. Like, it's not, I don't know like, yeah. what happens. Yeah. So, Have you like, ever... Yeah. I don't know. Anita uh, told me that yeah, I should that's... start walking fast on the treadmill. <laughs> Um, That's who I was going to reference. I was going to say, have you ever done a race with Anita? <laughs> I That's why I asked her. I was like, how is your walk so fast? She's like, you just walk really fast on the treadmill. And then I do it and it's worse than running. Like my whole body. Oh, hurts. Yeah. Like, it's hard. We, yeah. So I do like for a couple of like my bigger races I've been doing, I've been doing longer running intervals and then shorter walking intervals, which I know Jeff Galloway's all like 30 thirties and all that. I'm fast and I'm so slow when I do that. I'm faster when I do like run four minutes, walk a minute or like yeah. two and ones or some, like, I think when I did, um, Charles street 12, I was doing like, run two minutes, walk 30 seconds or something like that. I don't know. I okay. play with my intervals a lot. Yeah. Well, I know that because like we last year, what started training for like walk fast. And I think that 
when we first started, we were walking like 18 minute miles regularly. And then we started training a little bit more. And now I think that even without trying, we can get ourselves to like a 15, 30, 16 minute without thinking too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, then when we're trying, we can get ourselves down into around a 15 uh, walk. So I do think that you can train to walk faster. But yeah, yeah. I'm kind of the same. Like when I'm walking, I, I'm I'm sauntering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I'm moseying. <laughs> and it hurts so bad. And I know like my friend Nikki is the same way. She's such a fast walker. And I remember we did like we walked a 5K or something with her and just trying to keep up. Like my hips hurt. Like I was yeah. like, oh my God. Which I think is why we tra- kind of trained for it because I feel mm-hmm. like walking hard is like kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> or walking yep. fast is kind of hard. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Whoop, so am whoop. I. I knew you could do it. Yeah. It was good. And then I, I never just... had a doubt. Thanks, friends. And then I just remembered how much I just love kind of a little local 5K because I like, I feel like we don't do those enough anymore. Oh, yeah. And like just to run and then it's over in like 30 to 40 minutes. And then we hung mm-hmm. out just because we weren't sure if we'd be able to get out kind of based on where we parked. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like I forgot, like I used to do this like two or three times a month. Like, I- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we did the even like the turkey trot, we yeah. said that we like yeah. went down, we walked to the turkey trot because it was in town. We walked there, we walked back and we we're like, huh, that was nice. It's like. 9 30 yeah. what do you want to do yeah. let's have a beer okay we're on a race so weird. Like, oh it's over and we're yeah. home oh yeah. weird it's cool. nice. okay it's so, like your whole we like that? weekend doesn't revolve around like the yeah. event like it's yeah, nice exactly because yeah. even nice. like a 10k yeah. it like leaks into the rest of your day you yep. know yeah yep. yeah yep. so it was nice cool well Especially you guys when did. you do destination ones right like mm-hmm. we did yeah so like yeah gonna get into that a little bit all right, so we're going to get into rocking the knob, but to help us out, <gasps> we have our friends that I guess commiserated with us <laughs> on, the, on the mountain, rock the knob with us. I'm so excited because you guys—we yeah. don't think we've ever had anyone on an actual episode. No, this we've is had, the dude, very we've first We've done time. like inside the runner studio, but never had like anybody on. So I'm excited. We yeah. had, we have. Greg in Orlando, who is Greg at the Doubletree in Philly currently? <laughs> yeah, in Pennsylvania. Can I just tell you real quick? I forgot Greg's actual name, and when I went up to the race director <laughs> and I was, or went up to the timing guy, I'm like, uh, "Can you tell me whether Greg uh, in Orlando <laughs> is still out on the race course?" Yeah, let me just search Twitter handles. It's a field that we have on our race entrance. It was so funny. He's like, you're a really bad friend. I'm like, thanks. It's okay because I had to do the same thing to Erin because she doesn't have her last name on anything. And I remember we were doing something with a hotel room and I'd known her for two years and I had to message her. I was like, Erin, what's your last name? Oh, my God. I remembered a couple of seconds <laughs> And we had like, known each other for oh a long time. Oh, God. Anyway, moving on. Who else we got, All, Tom? Also joining us is our friend <laughs> Melanie, known as Baltimore. Baltimore, Balta Amora, Amorhan. Why is that so hard for you? (laughs) Why don't you pronounce it for us, Melanie? Okay, it's Baltimore Hun. So Baltimore, Baltimore, but with an Amore for love and Hun for a Baltimore Hun. I think it's lovely. I think that's lovely. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 
<laughs> we clearly struggle with that all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so funny. I don't know where to start. I guess uh, you guys all got there before us, but uh, we well, got in on Friday, and I know you guys went to a brewery, but. Oh yeah, we stopped at a brewery. Yeah. We just had that was that was yeah, nothing really exciting. Yeah, we picked Greg there, up yeah. at the airport and uh, had Drove a little little lunch at a farm, other another farm place. I don't yeah, really know. We something. were super into farms. Founding this, farmers. There you go, founding farmers. Oh, that's drove, cute. Drove the rest of the way. Yeah, to uh, what is that? Southwestern PA or something? Bedford, kind PA. of south, uh, central western PA ish. How far is that for you guys? Too far. Four uh, hours. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Just, yeah. it's like three hours forty-five. I think was the yeah. total time. It's closer to Pittsburgh than it is Philly. Yeah. So, yeah. Therein lies the uh, issue. Yep. <laughs> and then we stopped at a what's it called? Old Bedford Brewery. Yeah. Brew, brew company, something like that. Had or New Bedford or. I think it's Old Bedford. Is it? I think it was Old Bedford. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We should, we should spend a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> Very specific details. I had a, had a beer. Uh, Greg had a root beer. <laughs> now you all know what, what we drank. Exciting. And uh, right. then we went to Horn of Plenty. Now, first we checked into the uh, the uh, Marriott. Uh, the beds were very comfortable. We had uh, a nap time. A nap. Um, <laughs> Wow. We did have a nap. We were getting very, very into there. And then we met for All dinner. Right. <laughs> then we met for dinner. Yes. At, at Horn O' Plenty. It was a, a fun find. Horn Plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far, fresh farm to table kind of place. Yeah. Uh, Greg is our resident vegetarian. So I sent him the menus beforehand. And he picked that place. And it ended up being really nice. Enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Met our friends, Melanie and... And Kate was there, who is not on the pod. Yes. Oh, yeah. She refused. <laughs> Kate, Kate is not taking interviews. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, but sends her love. Yeah. She oh. sends her love. She's my love. I wanted to hear her to, side of, of Tom's story, though. So I am a little yes. disappointed. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to get it from her. Yeah, so. for sure. If, yeah. If you guys don't know, Kate's my best friend. She's my maid of honor. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and no, the dinner was very good. Uh, we had some good times, good food. Yep. Yes. And then we all went our separate ways. Melanie, you stayed at the actual resort, right? That uh, Rock and the Knob is at? Yes, we stayed at the resort that's right at the starting line for the race. Um, oh, nice. So that was kind of cool to be able to just, you know, be up and, and be right there and not have to worry about driving. So that was cool. But the beds are not very comfortable. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. They're not very comfortable. Trading off convenience for comfort. discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and so then that morning, what? The morning of, we woke up. Our start time for the marathon, which was Michael, Greg, and I, uh, was seven or eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, yeah. The half marathon, which is what Melanie did, nine was the nine o'clock. And then the 10K, which Tom and Kate did was at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And so you guys did not do what Tom and I normally do the night before a race, which is have too many beers and then <laughs> just instantly regret it and then are up like, I don't know, not like obscenely later than you want to be, but long enough where it sucks. Like, 
No. Like you no. don't get back to the hotel until like ten thirty, and you're like, God, we should have just been back. Honestly, here I don't think uh, <laughs> Bedford has enough of a scene for uh, that to gotcha. happen. Yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was a Taco Bell in our parking lot, and I fought, <laughs> I fought every urge to sneak out of the room for a chalupa. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny. But you're allowed out. It's not like quarantine. <laughs> You don't have if, to he was, if he was by himself, he probably would have. Oh, I, that's funny. Yes, I would have. <laughs> um, so, so you guys just gave kind of an overview of rocking the knob um, of kind of the different race distances. Anything like I know you guys did a full race recap last year when you guys did it. Anything yeah. that you guys like want to give like high level overview before you guys jump into your, your uh, yeah, like what changed from last to the year? people. Did anything like significant change? Like, and I think it was run the same. The start was pretty similar. Yeah, I don't really think that there was anything different other than they added an extra um, hill that Michael and I didn't end up having to do because. Yeah, uh, but I mean, as far as organization, uh, but organization-wise, um, start was pretty similar. Start was pretty similar. The aid stations were very similar. Uh, they were still doing mostly prepackaged food, mm-hmm. uh, handing things out. There was a couple places that had. Um, like Greg will talk about the pierogies. There's another station that had grilled cheese and bacon, watermelon, um, and watermelon, oranges, and stuff. that kind of so, stuff. So yeah. uh, it was a little bit more hands on this year than it was previ- the previous year, uh, but they were still definitely had, um, you know, some of the pandemic mindset. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's good. Uh, but otherwise, I wouldn't say much else changed. Would you say that anything? Melanie did the half marathon last year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything really changed except for that final climb they added, but I didn't get to do that either since I didn't finish. So (laughs) I didn't have to go to the final climb. Okay. Okay. So then maybe I I don't, I have to look at the half marathon course because maybe I don't know the half marathon course the way I thought I did. I thought the half marathon course did the, the, the last 10 K of the marathon. I th- which has throat, I don't know. I'm not really sure, honestly. Hmm. I think it does. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at the the course. Yeah. So no. we arrived. Talk about bib pickup. Yes, I was going to say. So we arrived. Um, Tom and Kate uh, came a little early to see us off for the marathon. Nice. Um, we all went and picked up our bibs uh, again, like last year. My bib said another hill. They were all personalized and had little sayings on them. They write on every every single person's bib, which I think is like a really awesome little personal touch. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to the point we'll where, uh, yeah, Greg is showing his on his, the screen. Say? Says, so, Welcome to Pennsylvania, pal. Oh, cute. <laughs> and then in the other corner. You won this? Yes. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so... Um, that was hilarious. And mine uh, very kindly said to not yell at the aid stations. That's hysterical. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. So he, it said like you've been warned or something. Yeah, it said you've been, you've been warned. It said don't yell at the aid station <laughs> volunteers. You've been warned. <laughs> so I was I was remembered fondly mm-hmm. from last year. What did you say, Michael? Do you remember? No idea. <laughs> I don't remember actually. I do. I I probably took a picture of it, but I don't recall offhand. That's funny. Mine uh, said, "Mine said like welcome Flatlander." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine said the same thing. Welcome Flatlander. Yeah. Nice. 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 
So he looks up where you're from and information about you and then handwrites little notes on your, yeah. your bib, which I thought it's was a nice, it's a really uh, nice little personal it's a very touch. Nice touch yeah. I yeah. think that's fantastic. I think that's so great. Yeah, he's a fantastic race director. Um, yeah, so we all met. We got our bibs. Uh, they saw us off for the marathon. Um, for the marathon part, um, Greg's uh, kind of, we came up from the behind, behind, right? We, we were the last few out. Yeah. 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 We were actually last three. We were the last three. The sweeper was with us. Yeah. Oh, was that the sweeper? I don't think that I realized it was the sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do that on purpose? Yeah. Cause it didn't really matter. Yeah. Cause you get to a single track. Like what was it about? Like a half a mile down the road and you had a single track. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very quickly. Yeah. And it bogs down pretty quick. So there's really no reason to be up people's butts because you're just all going to be in a line anyway. And we kind of knew that where we're going to end up coming, like we knew that you could pass people like later on, but um, up front, you knew you weren't going to make any real progress. uh, And there's people who finish way faster. So we didn't really feel the need to. Uh, Michael and I made a comment, though, that it seemed like there was a lot of people who went out faster this year than they did last year. Like last year, there was a lot of people who kind of hung back mm-hmm. uh, and we were kind of in a pack with, I don't know, 10 to 15 people. Uh, this time it felt like everyone just shot out like in the first half of the race. Out of hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of crazy. Were, were there a lot more people this year? No. no. Similar, right? Similar. There was, um, wow. which we'll get into, there was a, a lot more DNFs this year. Um, I'm curious to see how many started. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't statistic. list the DNFs on the... Yeah, we're, uh, I'm actually going to email him and find try and find that out, uh, just because I'm curious. I think the weather could have probably contributed because oh, yeah. uh-huh. the weather was Absolutely. perfect. Like it was a perfect temperature. Well, it was the not start. a perfect at, temperature at the start. At, 8 a. M. at yeah. the start, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a. So maybe people were like feeling it yeah. when they went out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. But it was warm. It was warm for that kind of race. Yeah. Like last year was around. It was. Chilly and drizzly. For yeah. sure. So that was actually more of a perfect temperature for the race than this year was yeah. because it was cool all day. Yeah. Whereas it, the heat came off. I mean, it wasn't like 90 or anything, but it was warm out there. It was warm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so how was the start of the half, Melanie? Um, it was good. The temperature was perfect in the beginning. So I was excited because I was like, this is going to be such great weather. Last year it was so cold and it was kind of wet. So it made it hard. So I was excited for the weather this year and then it started to warm up a bunch and I didn't think it was affecting me all that much just because I've been running all summer in the heat. So I just didn't think, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, 80 is not going to be that bad, but it made a difference. I think the combination of that with those climbs, it's just tough it's tough yeah. but the start was good the start was very good yes yeah, so, yeah yeah do you uh <laughs> was, it, was it generally the same as the rest of the the other the marathon goes yeah off and yeah yeah i think so i mean everything was pretty much the same as last year the route was the same that single track that you kind of get into with the it's pretty rough terrain right there you know it's a, mm-hmm. a rock scramble kind of um so we got into that and that was good you know but it was it was a beautiful start to a race <laughs> any comments about your start tom uh <laughs> other than immediately once we got off the gravel road into the woods my anxiety shot through the room <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was and 
and I mean, we had some time to think about it, but like, yes, I was, it's such a, I love using this word, like a juxtaposition of feelings because like, it's so calm and peaceful and serene out there. And like, when we were getting ready to start, I saw some guys put in their headphones and I'm like, I can't imagine doing this kind of thing with headphones, but it's strongly discouraged. It's so peaceful and you just want to pick your head up and look around and take in the nature, right? Did you do that? No, I stared at my feet (laughs) for three and a half hours because I was terrified from the beginning. Sounds right. And and we essentially were tiptoeing the entire time. We were, we were, and this is no shade on Kate or I, and we do not feel shame by any means. We were a hundred percent the last two people that finished that 10 K. There was a guy, and this is no shade at him, but he had one leg. He had a prosthetic, and he blew us out of the water. <laughs> here's, here's another thing, and I noticed this in your stories yesterday. You guys were at an aid station, and there were, I picked people, this up talking, too. There were people talking behind you and Kate, and they said, well, everyone who's done the 10K has got to be finished by now. Yeah. And they were behind you. Like, <laughs> like they were. Like, Greg pointed that out when I posted the story because oh I didn't God. notice it. I didn't yeah, notice it. I didn't even pick up on that. We, we kind of I had the headphones in. And yeah, basically she's saying all the 10 Kers are through this aid station because they were aid station workers. <laughs> As now, you were so. there taking your shot of fireball. Fine. fine. Like, I, and honestly, like no. we never, we never did this for time. We only did this to finish uh, unharmed. Yeah. That was it. Without yeah. injury. I'm That's smart. I'm just so impressed. And him talking about staring at his feet doesn't surprise me at all. Because if you guys ever do like any type of honestly like a roadway race with Tom, he yells at you the entire time about your feet and uh. staying away from the curb. It's like it's all it's annoying is honestly what it is. It's just <laughs> it's. He's like, get away from the curb. Uh, what are you, you doing? Well, Watch your feet. There's a hole there. Like it's like it's true. <laughs> the whole time, Tom. Since we're we're kind of already on you, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us how your race was? We saw the stories a little bit. Um, it, it was it was it was great. Um, it was the tale of two halves. Yeah, well, they all are. <laughs> because, yeah, because the first three plus miles are a gradual downhill. Some downhills were a lot steeper, a lot of loose gravel. Yeah. Like when you're in the woods, like there's, there's little pockets of like flat ground, but mostly it's jagged rocks, loose, (laughs) jagged, flat rocks. (laughs) Like nothing is just solid. Everything kind of wobbles. It's not like a trail at all. Yeah. It it is. It is a trail. trail. Like a bicycle, but this is not a trail that had been padded down by years of use like no no he takes you on the path less traveled for sure through that that, uh, park so the 10k loop um you start out on that road and then you go into the woods and that patch of woods that's kind of flat before you go downhill that's where you're talking about they if i remember because we didn't do it this year um there were that's where like there's a lot of big rocks right yeah okay yeah and then you get to the fire road that's all gravel 
Yeah. And the fire road and then the fire roads can get pretty steep. Yeah, yeah. they're steep yeah. with loose with chunky big rocks. Big chunky rocks, yeah. right? Yeah. That My are God. Yeah. So honestly, um, I was I was I was scooting like, you know, you're shuffling your feet. Like I wasn't <laughs> taking big long steps. Are you out of your mind? Like yeah. I was kind of shuffle walking the entire time. But we were making pretty good pace and we felt really good and again, it's peaceful and we were talking um and and like every time I I would look up, I'd get scared and I'd look back down again. <laughs> like, yeah. We we did that. And the craziest thing about trail running is there is a level of quiet, but it's so quiet that you cannot tell when someone's going to come up on you because like a, a, a runner would come up on us like twenty feet away and we would have no idea until he's like right up on us. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy, but okay. So first half made it down. Um, the downhills really started to cramp up Kate's feet. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you're tense. Yeah. You're tensed up the entire yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you're running, Toes. well, I'm sure yeah. if you're running, you're kind of looser and you're not, you're not clenching as much, but mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know. We get to the aid station Apparently, everybody had already passed us. <laughs> For posterity, they had some fireball. I took a shot of fireball. We yeah. had some watermelon. We I got some fireball. Gatorade. And then <laughs> throat punch hill. Yeah, you guys are in like really good spirits at that aid station. Holy hell. Because, okay, so immediately you go, well, I think there's kind of like an like an up and down and you kind of go over a little Creek, but then you hit that Hill, which is, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> are, are you guys engineers? What's the grade on throat it's, punch? Hill? It's because like it was 40%. Yeah. I think they said it was 40. Yeah. It's over no 40 one's running up that Hill. Oh like, no, no. Impossible. Well, and then we kind of got a, a little friend that joined our, our merry uh, duo, turned it into a trio. He was a sweeper. But since we're doing the 10K, we have all day long. So he was like, I'm just the sweeper to make sure you guys don't die. So he was just <laughs> kind of like hanging out like 50 feet behind us. Oh, my God. <laughs> running back and forth. He was the nicest guy in the world. But like, OK, so we climbed this hill. It took us forever. Our hearts are beating out of our chest. Kate wants to vomit. I want to die. We're but there's no negativity. We're just encouraging each other and we're taking it as at a snail's pace. Like if I looked at the splits, this probably it, it took us a long time. So <laughs> we, we get up and out of throat punch and then now we're kind of just going uphill. <laughs> uphill on fire roads, uphill on some switchbacks, loose gravel, more of the same rock kind of stuff. <laughs> We passed by the Cadillac, which I thought was... Oh, I love that Cadillac. Like, there's a a random Cadillac just in the woods, up on some rocks, and it has a sign that says Cadillac Parking. I like that he put uh, the race flags on the Cadillac itself. That was where he (laughs) Like, acknowledging that he's... So that we knew it was on the trail. (laughs) It was funny, like... When I was looking at Tom's photos, I was like, I don't understand. How do you know where to go? <laughs> so I, dumb. I, t- I don't know what to do at all. I will tell you, hats Super off Walmart. to them yeah. because Marking. they marked yeah. 
the hell out of that course. Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. there was yeah. never a question on where's the net because there's pink ribbons. You kept mm-hmm. it on your right. That's it. If you saw more than one ribbon on a tree, that means a turn or something was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very easy to follow. And it was like, yeah, I mean, they do. They did a really good job marking the course. So um, up, up, up. This guy is following us. We passed some some hikers coming the other way down the hill. (laughs) These two women. And they're like, you're doing so great. And we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) And it's about, okay, so mile four and a half, kind of close to mile five, um, the half marathoner started to catch us, mm. which is, uh, which is understandable. Like? They just, the nicest people in the world, floating effortlessly <laughs> past us. <laughs> I, I honestly do not know how they navigate these terra- this terrain so quickly and so spry on their feet because – the only thing I can think of is let me make a reference for the older people in the group. You know the movie Short Circuit with the incomparable <laughs> yeah. Steve Gutenberg? It's about the robot who comes alive. Yeah. And he wants he wants data. Johnny Five. Do you remember when Johnny Five is reading books and it's just like his head shaking from side to side and his eyes are darting back and forth? <laughs> like that's what's going on in my head for every single rock that's on the ground. But like the trail runners are flying by us head up. Looking straight, not looking down. I'm like, do you not care? (laughs) Your ankles are susceptible to all of this carnage. Like, what is going to happen? It's crazy. Anyways, um, we pass the ladies. We get passed a couple times. And then we hit another, like, damn near climb straight up. (laughs) Straight up. And me and Kate were like, all right. And this was hands and knees climbing. Like, this is... It was crazy. Um, but then we get into like Fern Gully and it's again a, tre- oh. a treacherous kind of Fern Gully. We, <laughs> yeah. We hit 6.2 miles. We go another half mile and yeah. then we come out of a clearing, make a left. We can start to hear the finish. We, you know, turn the finish. Everyone, like all the beer had been drank. Like, um, no. I'm kidding. But we turn, we see the finish, and we just trot our way to the finish. Ankles intact. <laughs> we were we were very happy to see it. It. What was funny is for the first half, when we're going down and we're making good time and we're like gaining more confidence and we're like, okay, this is okay. We were both mentally signing up for the half marathon immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And how's that feeling now? And, and once, once we hit throat punch hill, we were screaming at each other that absolutely not. That's so fun. So you guys were like coming down the hill like, oh, it's not that bad. So next year we should do this and do the half. Kate was like, Kate was like I don't know. what You want to you wanna just do it? You want to just sign up? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so... It, on the, it, it the was a great experience on the map, it is called actually Cadillac Alley. So apparently he did know that there was Cadillac there. And then the last second one, because we talked about throat punch, the second one is called Soul Sucker Slopes. Did it suck your soul, Tom? Yes, it did. Oh, that's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> and then the last little part of it is the not far away. It was terrible. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here, here's the deal. Like, we're all in this together and I'm not taking anything away from me and Kate. Like we were very happy, but we did take our sweet time. 
we were averaging 30 minute miles. So like, yeah, like hats off to you guys, because I know you guys didn't have the great, some of the greatest experiences, but like, man, I cannot imagine adding that much more distance to that kind of activity. Like I would have died on that mountain had I tried the half. Or, <laughs> like I don't know. I I still feel yes, like you, I said this you did to the you. most difficult part. That is the most difficult yeah. part. I, yeah, and I yeah. said to you that I think that if you trained a little bit, you could do the half. Because if yeah. you were able to do that, the half marathon is only like another thousand feet of elevation. So it's not it, like you do a lot of the elevation because that is some of the you did that 1500 is feet the of it. two. Yeah toughest two of the toughest hills yeah or so the what fact you that did, you could yeah. do, do that if you were to able to add even one more of those i think that you could i think you could do the half well yeah. i will say i will say past um throat punch and the other like cl- like where you climb those long gradual and then yeah. steep mm-hmm. fire roads mm-hmm. that's like the most treacherous part yeah because you're 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 stabilizing you're tense the entire time yeah yeah, but it was an experience. Um, I could probably be talked into it again. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, that's going to happen because I I feel like we're going to want revenge. A redo, Melanie. Are you uh, looking for revenge next year? Absolutely, yes, I am. See? I. It's funny because you know even DNFing it and feeling so awful. Never once did I feel like I'm not coming back next year. I don't ever want to do this. I was like, I mean, I'll just be back next year and it'll be better next time. It's fine. But this year was a tough one. It was. It was a heartbreaker. So. Yeah. What? What? what, Let's get into a little bit of your race experience. (laughs) So I was super excited this year because the weather was going to be so nice. I finished it last year and I just thought, you know, I'll go back this year. I really wanted to do the full marathon, but I just had some blocks in my training um, with some stomach issues. And so I just couldn't, I couldn't train hard enough to actually be able to compete in the marathon and, and finish it. So I said, I'll just go back this year, do the half marathon and I'll just PR my time from last year. Cause I know what I'm getting into. I've done a lot of strength training this year and I've just focused a lot on what I need to do to, to do well at this race. And, um, I was excited the morning of, I wasn't nervous at all. I felt really good. Um, the first three miles were great. It was beautiful. I was running really well. I was passing people. Like I felt really, really good. And then the stomach pain started at like mile three and it wasn't stomach pain that I could run through. It was like the kind that bowls you over to where you can't even keep walking. You're just like, and I thought I was going to have to pull out then. I was like, once I get to the first aid station, if this keeps up, I can't, I can't run through it. I'm just going to have to pull out and be done. But luckily it kind of resolved itself. And so that went away and I was fine. So I kept going and I got probably to like mile five or six in the nausea hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I think it was probably after the first big climb. Um, So throat punch hill, I think is the first really, really big one with like a 40% grade to it. And it's, it's just rough. So when I got to the top of that one, I started just feeling so nauseous. Um, got to, I think the second aid station, I wasn't feeling great. I tried to have some Gatorade. I had some Tums and nothing was really settling my stomach. And then I kept going. I was like, I think I'm going to be fine. Um, and I started dry heaving 
And mm. I think when I started dry heaving was when I was like, okay, I think it's yeah, game over it. at this yeah. point. I just, I'm in a lot of pain. I was moving so slow. Couldn't even run anymore at that point. I was just miserable. So when I got to the very last aid station, um, I thought, you know, I'm just going to hang here for a while. There's no way I'm PRing this thing. I'm already at, you know, three hours and 50 minutes, I think. And I still have two and a half miles left to go. Um, so I thought I'll just sit here. I'll try to drink something, eat something, see if I don't feel any better. And it just wasn't happening. My legs were like jello and everything just felt awful. So I just decided the best thing to do was call it. I was looking at that last climb and I was like, there's just no way I'm yeah. going to make it out of here yeah. and, and be able to finish this thing. So it was sad, but I had to, to do the wise thing and just call it and get driven back down to the start. So, but I think. Wow. I think when you know what lies ahead of you, um, it helps you make a decision. It helps you make a decision. Yeah, because I I think that in what we the experience that we had, I I would say the same thing. Like you know what that what that next thing is and how difficult it is. So if you're not feeling good and you know time wise that you're not in a in the place you want to be, you know it it helped to be able to be like a conscious decision. Like this is not going to work for me today. Right. So right. and it, it's a hard one to make too, because, you know, when that's your main race for the year and you've trained for it and worked for it and it's, it's heartbreaking, but I think with rock and the knob, because it's such a tough race, you're not even looking at, you know, two and a half more miles. You're looking at 45 more minutes to an hour yeah. to get through that two and a half because you're barely yeah. running. And I knew I was in trouble when it would break out into the flats. Like we would get done with a climb and I couldn't even bring myself to run because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to throw up if I keep trying to do this. Oh, no. I was just like, this is going to be a walk from here to the end. So if I finish it, I'll be surprised, but it just, it got to be too much. So had to call it, but next year we'll be better. Yep. What you going for? Um, I think I'm still, I think I realized yesterday, even just when I was doing the half, I have no business being out there for the marathon yet. Not even a year from now. I'm just not ready for it. I don't think I, I don't think I even want it yet. I think I'm just, I'm good with the half marathon for that. It is a really, really, really tough race. So I think I just want to go back and and do the half marathon, keep it fun. And, you know, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll re-sign up for the marathon there, but it would be my first marathon ever, so I don't know that that mm. needs to be my first one. Yeah. Really <laughs> people did it. A little easier for my first time around, you know, with the marathon. So we did yeah. hear a couple people. I know of two. Yeah, we did hear a couple people say that it was their first marathon, and that's a hell one of girl, a, yeah. the girl who had the the white jacket tied around oh, her. Yeah, we, yeah. I saw her finish when Greg yeah. and I went to the finish line, and she had said it was her first marathon. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, that's what amazing. Talk about picking up a really hard race for your first. Just to give everybody context, it's not a half or a full that you like. Yes, some people go in with times or whatever. It's a half or a full you go in to finish. Yeah. It's not a like unless you're really, really experienced and a really good trail runner. You're not going in like in a really good like mountain trail runner. You're so it's not like going the challenge is the challenge is the course, not yes. the distance. Yeah. 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 You're not like unless you're like really proficient on hard trails and real good at climbing, you're not getting a great time. Yeah. This is about finishing 
and persevering yeah. at least through for it. mortal people there yeah. are some uh, <laughs> yeah. immortal people that finished it in like four hours yeah, and 11 yeah. minutes last year yeah. this year's course was uh 40 yeah. i think yeah. and i think that has to do with some of the heat because we were comparing uh last year's finish times to this year's finish times a little uh when we were with greg actually a little earlier today giving him the grand tour of philadelphia um so I, you could see where the heat definitely changed the changed game even things. for the yeah. for the marathon. Mm. Uh, and since I want to end on a high note, well, uh, let's okay. recap us. Well, we can recap the first. What did we run together? Like ten miles, something no, like that. No, not even close. Was it eight? No, because eight is up to where it. Because uh, we ran a lot of the runnables without Greg. Oh, okay. Greg went and took yeah, off after yeah. like mile three on us. Yeah, that's pretty much the first runnable downhill. I was feeling strong on the downhills and so oh, okay. uh, yeah, was, you, i think the last time i saw you guys was yeah like mile was that three. first runnable downhill well my day started that off fake aid station where oh it's, it's not an aid station yet yeah it's not quite an aid station opened up yet yeah, yeah, yeah i think that yeah. it was around mile three because the first real aid station's at mile five yeah, so you're right and we didn't yeah. see him after so at that aid That's station right. or anything he was already gone well anyway so the start of our race uh pretty much all week i'd felt like i had to throw up all week so that was a great start. Um, went into the race, and the first, like, 10 miles felt like I had to puke every step. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you do, like... So, I don't know. I just... Why, like... I don't know, because last... Just, like, if I didn't feel well, like, all week, like, well, and so I was sick to my stomach... I, I mean, had were you just like popping emodium like yeah. they were Yeah, I really did. was. I did actually. Was we talked he, about he it. He yeah. actually took the drinkable stuff which was I disgusting. I drank it in the morning. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um I thought, yeah, I so, thought he was going to throw up in the car. Yeah, I, I almost did drinking it. On yeah. Wednesday, I didn't my stomach was off. Um I like, you know, it is what it is. This is a running podcast. Um I had to poop a bunch. Uh my stomach wasn't great. It is what it is. Come on. Um, I don't Sounds know whether like it was like a vegetarian touch. Vegetarian diet is betrayed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether. No, I I was eating meat. It's fine. Um, I I don't know. Um, I don't know if I had. I didn't know if it was like a touch of a stomach virus. I didn't know if it was touch of something I had eaten. I like there was no real way of knowing. Um, and so then I didn't. So my stomach was off most of the week. Friday it felt better, and I ate like normal. So I thought it was fine. Uh, but I. I sort of had some stomach issues as well during the race. Um, for me, at mile two, I looked down and my heart rate was at 183. And I knew I was in trouble. I kept moving and saying, because I even said to him, like, I my legs don't feel like my heart rate's at 183. But I mm. could feel everything like I was hot like that when you're at yeah. beating that quickly mm -hmm. yeah. i was getting that hot cold feeling um i wasn't breathing properly because your heart rate's so high well you also couldn't breathe out of your nose uh, of my allergies, allergies yeah my allergies yeah. were bothering me i don't know whether the congestion and the post nasal drip was also part of what was causing both of us and we've our allergies this past week have been really really bad horrendous yeah so i don't know whether that was part of it because you know if when you get a post nasal drip it can make you a little nauseous that was yes. I have that problem every fall. Yeah. And it's what took me out of Batona two years ago and it killed my stomach because this time there's something whatever allergens are this time of year, it causes it the post nasal drip and then I end up with 
a stomach issue, which is pretty much what the issue was for me this week. Yeah. And during the race, honestly. Yeah. So I think his was definitely, definitely related to that. I don't know for sure. I don't know what was going on with my heart rate. Um, I don't want to get too, too into it, but looking at last year's heart rate difference, I think I sent it to Diana. Yeah, you sent it to me. I was, like, was like, are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four hours spent in the, four and a half hours spent in the orange and red zone compared to last year where I spent one hour of the whole eight hours in the yeah. red zone. So like, it just tells you my body was telling me something was not right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I probably should have listened to it way sooner than I did. <laughs> But instead, I went to mile 18 and went up the longest, hardest hill. That's like a mile. Well, it's not the one, hardest hill, but well, it's the longest Well, it's the longest hill. hill. Yeah. It's 1.3. Yeah, it's, long yeah. it's the 1.3 mile uphill climb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the longest climb on the race at mile like 16, 17. And I just knew when I started going up that that there was no continuing. I wasn't going to make the time limit. I wasn't going to get any faster. I was going at it like a 36 minute mile. There was no way I was making the time. And I turned to him and I said, if you can go faster than this, go like just leave. Because if you think you can make it, I'm telling you right now, I am not making it. I like I like how often leave me for dead comes up in these kind of races. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Seems to be a a yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, we were uh, like so. For me, the first uh, ten or so, first ten or so are relatively easy in the marathon. (laughs) Not easy, but relative to the course, there's no. I know what he means. Yeah, there's no giant climbs. There's a lot of runnable area. There's a lot of runnable trail. Um, You do hit some tough sections, like you know, but like normal trip. Normal trail race, tough sections, yeah. not crazy tough sections. And it's sections. not even like the and trails that Tom talks about, right? Where yeah. it's re- ankle turning. Like there's no – a lot of the beginning yeah, is truly run runnable. Run it, yeah. But like I thought I was running real well there even though I felt like I had to throw up every single step of the way. Oh, my um, God. I was I'm like, like – My legs what? felt good but my stomach just didn't feel good. So every bounce like was terrible. But I did have, like, it, whatever the first aid station was, I had some ginger ale and some water. But I, I realize now, looking back at that first aid station, I drank almost a whole bottle of water. So I must have been somewhat dehydrated coming in just from the stomach issues all That's week. That's because it was all coming out of your butt. Well, no, I didn't even have that <laughs> issue. I, ha- I didn't have that issue. But maybe I wasn't properly hydrating because I didn't, because, you know, my stomach bothering me, I wasn't drinking fluids properly. I just don't understand like if i woke up and i was like (laughs) more than more than oh my gosh i haven't had my prp so now i'm a little nervous before we get going like but if i had if i woke up and i was like it's not right like my stomach is not right my fear of what would happen on that course would prevent me from starting altogether well i figured the worst that would happen is i would just throw up and then i would refuel and keep going yeah, I mean, like, I didn't. That's weird yeah. to me too. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. So. I I felt fine go, starting at the race. Like he was like, I don't feel good. Weirdly though, I felt better at the end, stomach wise, just not everything else. Um, I felt fine going starting the race. It wasn't until, and even with my heart rate up that high, I still felt good up until like mile ten, and then it, I knew it was how I knew all of that time in that zone 
was then starting to affect me. And then I started getting nauseous and then I started getting dizzy because I had been running too hard for too long and I couldn't keep up anymore. I think it also got real hot at that point in the day. Yeah. It felt like the temperature jumped pretty quick at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when he left the shade of the trees, yeah, oh, and gotcha. it, and there were some of the valleys that you went up, or some of the uh, gullies you went up, or whatever, where you didn't get a breeze, and it was kind of humid in there and hot because of the the wetness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a really humid day or anything, but you're in this like really dense forest, and it can get pretty humid in there. But yeah, I I don't know, I I was like. Looking back on it, I thought the running part was good, but I really wasn't running good uh, when I went back and looked at it. And whatever stomach issues I was having were causing me not to hydrate properly. So I started drinking uh, ginger ale at the aid stations and eating. I mean, I was fueling and stuff the whole time. So, like, I was eating. I was forcing myself to eat. And I was just hoping at some point I would throw up so I'd feel better, but it didn't happen. But um, Yeah, uh, we had the opposite thing. I didn't feel well at all. I didn't feel like uh i Mm -hmm. could eat anything everything i tried to eat didn't make me feel good and then once i started getting a little dizzy and nauseous like i ate some watermelon thinking some sugar would help and that made it even worse so i just um yeah i went into the race feeling fine and then ended up not feeling fine getting yeah Um, when you guys started the the three of you guys did you have any conversations like the night before or the day before anything like that were you guys was the plan to stay together and run it together or was it never no no no. first of all i thought greg um was gonna kill it out there uh and went run way faster than we could all his fitness level is is definitely higher than than mine in the fact that he does a ton of cross training he runs a lot more miles just because he has um, mm. of his schedule. He able, is able to fit in a lot more of those longer runs. So he does a lot of weekday long runs, too. Um, yeah. So I had no doubt that Greg was going to kill it out there. So I I kind of felt like Greg was going to take off from us at some point. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> we, we were going to run it together just because we weren't really going for a time. We were going to finish it and hope gotcha. that we bettered last yeah. year. but. Um, with those kind of races, always conditioned. So, like, yeah, we don't go in going like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna kill what we did last year," because we know like, literally anything can happen out there. Oh so, gosh, yeah. yeah, and we also don't aren't like I. Well, I don't feel like I feel like if I'm having a really bad day or he's having a really bad day, neither of us would ever be like, "Oh, don't move on." Because I mean, I said to yeah. him a few times, like, just if you if you feel, I knew he didn't feel good because like every few miles he would be like i'm just he would stop for a few seconds and be like i'm just trying not to vomit i'm like what like what is happening and why are we still doing this yeah, yeah. Just... the climbs were rough with the nausea but they, eventually that actually kind of subsided for me after the ginger ales and things like that weirdly i don't know why but anyway so we got to about mile 15 and this is where like i didn't realize how much time we had lost in the beginning going slower than we did last year and then I looked at my watch and I'm like, man, we're at like five hours. I'm like, there is no way we're making the cutoff. We may make it to mile 20, but that's it. Like, there's no chance we're going to be able to go on because the, the cutoff time. In the end, we we didn't make the cutoff because we started moving much slower because we knew that there was probably no way we were making it anyway. So we, we technically got swept. 
mm-hmm. um, from the course, and we were totally fine with that. They, except for the fact that they took my bib, which really made me sad because it says, "Don't be mean to the aid station people." Oh, so you had to sacrifice your I had bib. to sacrifice my bib. Yeah, they took our bibs when we um, DNF'd oh. at that oh, aid if, station. If that if that's really making you sad, I'll remind you every time we see each other how rude you were to that one volunteer <laughs> that was on the course. I'll, I'm I'm fine with just letting you know that that happened. <laughs> um, so okay. then we we DNF'd. We got to mile st- or the aid station at mile eighteen ish, mm-hmm. and um, you saw Tom. Some, they had some bacon. While we were sitting down next to the road, and I was petting a dog. <laughs> And uh, that made me really happy because if I'm going to DNF, then I want to pet a dog. So I was petting a dog. And all of a sudden, here comes this black car down the road. And the windows roll down like, hey. Like, huh? <laughs> and it's Tom and Kate. And we got a ride, uh, <laughs> we got, ride back to the start. Yeah. yeah. We were waiting for a ride from the aid station people. But we didn't have to uh, wait. But we didn't have to wait because yeah. here came Tom yeah. and Kate having finished their 10K and on their way out. Now, nice. you could actually uh, – there was two people in front of us that had their bibs taken that continued on. The one guy didn't fi- didn't get to mile 20. It was like two hours later. Over two <gasps> hours later. Yeah, it was over two hours later. It's a two, two hour, and a half hours 2. later. 2.5 miles from that aid station to the 20 and a half mile, which is the end of the where the finish line is. It took him two and a half two hours. Two and a half hours. Why? I – because he decided he wanted to tough he wanted it to out. to get to that point. And yeah. at that point, uh, Greg can take it from there where the ski slope, uh, the new hill that we didn't actually even get to see, the ski slope was. So, so. I'll, I'll rewind a bit um, just to kind of give context to my mindset was yeah. this was not a planned race. Um, and I have Chicago Marathon in three weeks. That is my goal race. And so this came and it's three weeks out and on my marathon plan this would have been peak week 20 miles but nothing like this so let's do it but i'll just run it i'll run it conservatively you have nine hours which sounds like a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, like you've got all the time in the world and you don't um but as those climbs get tougher and especially as we get into that ski slope section which is first off very bizarre. Um, <laughs> if you've it, never been to a ski resort, it's in, an actual ski slope. It's oh yeah, yeah. it's like literally yeah. where it's okay. essentially it's okay. essentially a ski slope in the summer, right? Yeah. So you, you've got all the equipment. So it's very <laughs> horror movie esque. Oh. Um, nice. Uh, if you if you like abandoned theme parks, this might be your jam. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was the first kind of demoralizing to the rest of the crew around me, uh, was, was that Hill. Um, it's just, it's, it's relentless. It's, it's not like the later Hills where you're, you're handling knees in it, but it is very tough, especially at the, um, mileage it, it is at. But so the entire race, my goal is just to moderate my, uh, ambitions that might creep up during a race you see someone else going and you think mm-hmm. oh i should catch them or you know oh i'm feeling really really good i should run this quickly um so really it was all about tapering um 
and being but, more in control, it sounds like. And being and being very yeah. in control, which yeah. also sounded like Aaron and Michael's plan. Um, but we started the very, we were the very last ones at, at the start. And I only on paper passed seven people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many of those I know of at least well, when uh, we at least five people that that but it was probably much higher. Yeah, well, yeah. when that, we came in the DNF. the mile fourteen aid station, there they uh, said that they were waiting for six more people, and those people never came or passed us. So, so we know for sure that least, there was at least six behind us. So that's a, um, that's a, we know yeah, the two so. that p- did pass us. Uh, DNF. At least two, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the girl who came in, she was very like, upset. Yeah, more like four, um, yeah. Yeah. Aww. So uh, there was there was a And good there could have been earlier people that DNF too that just couldn't handle oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy with the beard also, yeah. he yeah. DNF'd. Yeah, we saw a lot of DNFs. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I had a marathon DNF riding in the car with me back to the oh, start line. okay. And he said yeah. this is his fifth year running it, and it's the first time he ever DNF'd it. Yeah. So, wow. you know, it was a tough one this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have to realize that there's not a lot of points where you can just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, it's not it's, it's not like every mile you can just step off the road and call an Uber. Like, Yeah. But I think, Greg, to that point, like, you got to know that kind of thing going into something like this. Like, Absolutely. I think about any road race. And it's just much more accessible to Absolutely. to get help. Yeah. And that's what that's what yeah. the guy the guy so me and Kate, by the time we started, we could have recited the race director's spiel because we've heard it the you know, this is the third time we've heard it. And basically he's like, if you get hurt, try to get to the next mm-hmm. aid station. Right. Like, like you gotta kinda know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. just just the I whole agree. situation. If you're going to attempt something like this, a race like this, you have to be aware that you may be like there may be an aid station a mile away, but it be maybe a mile away and an 800 foot climb. You know, and you may be in an area where it somebody's not going to be able to get you out. You're going to have to get out. Like absolutely not. Like you know? this, I don't. You guys are insane. <laughs> like if you if you rolled an ankle, you broke an ankle, you couldn't physically walk. Like Somebody is going to come along. Some time. Yeah, yes, but yeah. somebody will come along and get you to a fire road, and then somebody could get a vehicle to you. But it's going to be tough. You know, yeah. it's going to take some, you know, some effort on your part. I just die on a rock out there. You would. I, I swear to God. All right, Greg. That too, because it's such tough terrain that you have to keep in mind what you're doing to the race volunteers and the mm-hmm. race director by not just calling mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you keep going, and then they have to try to send people out to somehow get you off that trail. It's not easy for them. That is tough terrain up in those mountains. So it's just you. You have to be kind to yourself and kind to the the people that are putting this race on for you, and just make good decisions about whether or not you can keep going. It's a great yeah. point. Talk to people on the trail. Yeah, get to know them. At least get a name. Where you're from. That's be great conversational advice. If yeah. you're solo, because you never know. 
Yeah, and help uh, people, you know, if you run into absolutely. people that are hurt, you know, don't just be like, well, sorry for you. I guess we'll see if you make it out of here alive. I mean, you have to be a little bit selfless when it comes to these trail races and you mm-hmm. can't just think about yourself and your time. You really have to think about other people. I mean, I had someone next to me fall and she fell hard, you know, but luckily there were a couple of us that were right around her that could kind of help her and get her up. Um but, you know, you just, you have to be kind to everybody when you're trail racing because it's, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Did she have tape on her shoulders? I don't know. She was, she was a little bit of an older woman. She was in the full marathon um, and she just, she fell and she fell hard. So, but I don't, I don't remember exactly what she looked like. Me and Kate met a lady at the finish who was telling everybody that would listen <laughs> That she went down, she went down hard right on her face. Oh, but I remember she had like KT tape, like, like on her arms up near her shoulders. It, it was an interesting interaction. But like, <laughs> she was like, "Man, I went down hard right on my face." <laughs> I'm excited about it. Well, you're here now, so okay. Oh, uh, I mean, right. it's, a, it's a dangerous. Spot. I mean, you could trip and fall 400 feet down a hill. You know. Yeah. Like th- there's spots where the trail is leaning to the right and you're, you know, you trip, you're just going to, you're not, there's no stopping you, you know? So it's, yeah. it's really, that was you another have to be spot aware. where I knew I was in trouble because I was moving so slowly mm-hmm. and I was in so much pain that I was like getting that kind of delirium that you get yes. when you're wobbling yeah. back yeah. forth. Yep. I almost fell and I was mm-hmm. like, if you would have fallen off of that, that would have not been a good situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've got to get yourself call it. That yeah. was part of the reason we called because <laughs> well, I, we were both wobbly going up the one climb yeah. and it's like, you're crossing rocks on over those streams. Like they're, they're uh, bridges made of slate or whatever, you know, or granite or whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever. Pennsylvania bluestone. You know. Yeah. Um, it's bluestone. You know, and it's mossy and it's slippery yes. and you're yeah. kind of wobbly and it's like, this is not a good yeah. situation. Yeah. I have a black toenail, a blackening toenail right now because I was so wobbly that I like tripped and hit, stubbed my toe on a, on a, rock because i was i was wobbly and i think that's one of the times i said to him i can't keep going like i i can't like I, i'm not my footing's yeah. not good enough for me to keep going well i wasn't going to push to keep going because i wasn't comfortable with how i was climbing hills like like melanie said i was wobbly like i had that like trail haze you know where you're not quite fully there and i'm like i don't this this is not the kind of race where you can have that it's not yeah. it's just not all right greg do you want to? Uh... Sure. So leaving uh, the ski slope area, uh, there's a very humorous sign that basically says, um, are you an expert? You better be. Uh, because the trails up ahead are very, very serious. Oh, God. Injury and death. Um, injury and or death. <laughs> part of that, part, part of the sign, I assume, is it, this is a ski resort, right? So snow. But they're still true. Like these, these, the trails from that point were, were very steep, very loose, um, kind of dirt. Um, I did slip in the sense of you're already leaning back. You're going to end up on your butt. Uh, and I think if I remember from social, that was a, a troublesome section for you guys last year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of people were doing the same thing, except last year it was worse because it was, it was wet, so yeah. slick yeah. and muddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I made it to mile 20 
also known as Quitter's Row. Mm -hmm. uh, and the time on the clock is at about 5.55. Uh, the aid station attendant there said, uh, keep in mind, the race does not finish in a valley. For some quick perspective, Greg did the first, uh, what, 20 miles in, 20 six, miles. in five hours, 58 minutes. And then it took you uh, over to almost two hours, two and a half hours two to hours do the last six. Two and a half hours. Almost wow. two and a half to do the last six. Yeah. Just for some perspective on how difficult, how the, how difficult yeah. the back half of that uh that marathon is. And that's all Tom and Kate did. <laughs> and that's all they did. That's all yeah. that they did. Yeah. You're wow. welcome. See? Look at you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you look at the elevation profile, the first two and some change of that uh, going down is gradual-ish. Mm -hmm. And then it just jumps off a cliff. Uh, the fire road just tanks down. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all of that is just broken boulders and i swear i felt like i was going to cause some pennsylvania avalanche you get down to throat punch hill aid station uh, some of the most uh, energetic of any of the aid stations and then you start that that massive climb um out of that aid station and you just you climb and climb you have a gradual climb steep climb cliff climb <laughs> and then repeat uh, for throat punch and, and soul sucker and then uh, the race director has the kindness of taking you on the path inside the woods about two, three feet from a perfectly fine paved road. Yes. I didn't appreciate the, the best, that. The best paved road around. And uh, here you are on a bit that you cannot run on. Every time you think you can run, in three steps you wouldn't be able to. So you end up just... just Meandering through the woods, thinking, "Wouldn't it be nice?" I am running with with Dina as I had for most of the race, uh, finishing it out. Um, I turn that corner; it's eight hours and twenty minutes after starting. Uh, and um, in the back of my head, for the last couple of miles, I'm like, "Man, I am really slowing down," and I haven't seen Aaron or Michael. So, surprise of all surprise, uh, Aaron and Michael are at the finish. And Aaron is running and filming me. I was going to so say, like, what did you takes... think when you like came over and then you just heard her scream? Because I heard screaming. it on video. You probably, I mean, screaming. you might have heard it from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you saying I'm loud? I'm confused. <laughs> not only are they here, which means they didn't finish. Aaron is in enough of a good shape to yell and <laughs> run at pace while filming me through the finish line. <laughs> and so you go, okay, so they finished, but they must feel great. <laughs> um, you got a second win. Because, uh, you know, I don't know how long it had been. You know, yeah. it, I, I hadn't seen them since, you know, very early on in the race. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, the fact uh, that I was running, just real quick, uh, shows you that my legs were actually not that bad. It was uh, everything else that was that yeah. was off, but I was able to continue moving, and I did. I ran Greg into the finish, in and, my yes. ufos and a camera. <laughs> yep, and that is the uh, glorious tales of uh, rocking the knob, rocking the knob, yeah. blue knob. And you put in ten miles today, so you're feeling great. Yeah, and we walked <laughs> around Philly for ten miles. Uh, yeah, so I would, I definitely would like to go back. 
He said yesterday that he is not going to do it again. He's well, no, like, I said I was going to do the half. Yeah, he said I'm not. I I don't ever want to do the full again. And then today he's like, I think I want revenge. I'm like, what? Like you can't like. Stop. I think it depends on what else stop. I'm doing on the race calendar, how it fits in. Yeah, I, I yeah. Do you you can't just throw this all. I guess you can because I did, but <laughs> smartly you shouldn't just tackle this race. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you really have to focus on it. Else. Yeah, yeah, Greg, if your fitness level wasn't where it was, like like do you think you would have been able to do it? Like if you were just training for like a regular marathon uh, and not like doing all the cross training you had been doing? Yeah, cuz like not only have I I have been cross training a lot, a lot of strength training and a lot of mileage and this is not my first trail run. I've done yeah. both. Yeah. West Coast and East Coast mountain mountain trail runs. Yeah. So I knew, I mean, you can't know any, cause every course is going to be different, but I kind of yeah. knew the echelon of what this was. Yeah. Um, so I was confident in my, in my fitness level. And as long as I did not have a, a catastrophic injury or some kind yeah. of sickness type thing, take me out. I was pretty confident. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tommy got something. And else that's to why say? another reason why I took it. So, conservatively um was i just didn't want to i didn't want to fall to the point where you know i'd take myself out of this and and mm-hmm. races coming down the pike because chicago's in three weeks but also space coast is a month after that um so there's just a lot of a lot of stuff coming well yeah. two things one space coast isn't important there's no reason we any of us should go down there so um just one last note before we wrap this up is uh, I said it last week uh, that Pretzel City puts on the best races or some of the best races, but Allegheny Trail Runners also put on some of the best races. I just love trail races. I love Allegheny Trail Races. We'll be mm-hmm. back again. Benjamin, who actually I think listens to our podcast, uh, w- was out there. Uh, he's a great RD. Ooh. If you get a chance to to check him out, check him out on his Instagram um, and come join us next year because uh, it sounds like a lot of us are coming coming back for rocking the knob. Yep. And Tom's signing up for the half marathon. So. Yeah. Right, so you guys have fun with that. <laughs> do the half marathon next year. Just come with me, and we'll all do the half. No one needs to do the full. Oh, marathon. I love that. You should do that. See? I don't know how many five star reviews it's going to take me to sign up for that half. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. It was five. It was five for a ten k. So what? Ten. Yeah, let's do it, everyone. And we got 12, so we'll see. 144 has to be exponential. I wouldn't wouldn't say no, but Mm. we'll we'll see what happens. Intriguing, guys. Yeah. All right. I love how I have an automatic out. I'm like, I don't have have a knee. (laughs) Oh, God. The good news is they gave you the medal to start, so. Yeah. Yeah, so now we have two useless medals. We still have them, technically. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Well, I'm so proud of all of you guys. Even um, if you didn't finish, it was a tough day out there, and you guys did. Awesome. And I'm proud of you for listening to your bodies. Honestly. Yep. Do it more. (laughs) I don't don't, like, don't be miserable. I don't understand. Like, a race is miserable enough. Like, don't do it while you're already miserable. (laughs) (laughs) More of a challenge. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so, thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Let's we'll talk. Before, great before we let you go, before we let you go, do you want to plug anything or, or leave us with any words of wisdom? Put you both on the spot. 
<laughs> I don't think I have anything. Greg's already been on inside uh, the runner studio, but we're going to get Melanie on one next. Yeah, so you guys can check out my socials at Greg in Orlando, if you or if you only care about running, I have a running um, Instagram, train slow, race fast. But uh, I should be putting together a YouTube video with all the footage I took from this race. So I saw some of it get, today. Yeah, if you do want to get an idea of um, of what this looks like, um, just kind of keep your eyes peeled for that. It's going to take me a couple of days to put that together and get it uploaded, but. Um, Check that out. I'll be on my social media. Maybe next year I'll come if I don't run. Maybe I'll come and I'll volunteer and get yelled at by Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. you got a year to pick what alcohol you're going to bring. Uh, yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys. All right, gang. Do we want to wrap up with something good? Sure. Sure. Who wants to start? Um, sure, I'll start. My something good is we had the opportunity this week, uh, which we just uh, chatted with our new friend, Melanie, or our old friend, Melanie. I'm not really sure what we want to call her. She's just our friend, Melanie, now. Um, and so my something good is this: the opportunities this podcast has brought. I don't know. It's kind of exciting because this week I got to meet Melanie and her husband, Jeremy, and next week I'm going to Chicago to meet Anna Runs on Coffee. Technically, it was last week you went to Chicago. Okay, last week. Oh, that's right. This episode comes <laughs> out after I've already met Anna Runs on Coffee, who's picking me up at the airport as Ooh. long as she does forgets that I gave her oatmeal raisin cookies. What if she's and, a um, serial killer? I know. And Leah, Leah Miller. This could be a long con. Didn't you just watch Clickbait? <laughs> the yes, long so, so this past weekend i ran chicago half marathon with Susanna, leah and uh, anna i don't know i'll uh, update you the next time i talk <laughs> to you guys anyway my something good though is just the the world's allowing me to meet this podcast allowing me to meet mm-hmm. new friends and it's kind of fun I like it. I love that. It's really weird being on the other side of it too, right? Because we used to like do these meetups. That's how we met you. Uh, and we like meet the voices on the other side. So it's kind of odd to be on the other side of that now. It is funny. When, I, well, when, when, when me and Kate were driving to Rock the Knob, um, we were talking about everything and then anything and everything. And she was like, how did you all meet? And then I recapped it. I recapped it from the Mickey Milers days and then diana met jen hall and then shenanigans came up and then bird in hand but you didn't want to hang out with me and diana and <laughs> like it's just so weird how all this comes together mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you aaron yeah so fun meeting new people and new friends and i'm excited about it well my uh my something good is just as sentimental um <laughs> Mine is berries and cream TikToks. <laughs> I feel bad that I don't get it. Because I can't stop watching. So oh so this actually came up at our dinner the other night too, right? Because we were trying to figure out where it originated from. Do you know what it's remember the commercial that it's from? The like yeah. mixed berry, like yeah. uh the strawberry cream, like yeah. lifesavers. Well yeah, it's because Gen Z is like discovering all of our millennial like 
advertising. Like, like I said, I can't wait until they discover like the Quiznos hamster hamster things. Oh, I, like, thing. oh, I know, I know, eat Quiznos subs. I know that, but berries and cream. I had no idea. And then Diana, I don't know it either. Yeah, I can't stop watching. All I do is send Tom berries and, and cream. she almost passes out at a couple of them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the one. The one that they have fused with Never Enough from The Greatest Showman made me laugh so hard. It sent my pink eye into a, like, distress. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> my eyes were watering so bad. I had to climb out of bed. I, like, oh yanked, like, 90 of my fake eyelashes out. <laughs> like, I... Oh Paris and oh, is both making my life better and ruining it. I I don't uh, think I haven't laughed that hard at anything in so long. <laughs> oh my god, you're so, so ridiculous. So just as sentimental. <laughs> oh my god. So mine's easy. The seasons are changing. Don't let this ninety degree day fool you when we're recording because it's it's hot outside but we're getting into the fall and for me it is buffalo chicken dip slash cranberry ginger ale season <clears throat> y'all can have That's your pumpkin a, spice interestingly interestingly specific <laughs> uh, uh, cranberry ginger ale it's it's a party in my mouth and only those two are invited <laughs> cranberry and ginger ale do you cranberry do ginger it ale is so same good time? like Buffalo chicken dip and then a swig of cranberry ginger ale. One washes down the other. Oh, those are some interesting flavor combinations going it's on there. A, it's a it's a dream team. Oh god, <laughs> the buffalo chicken dip today was very good, though. I will give you that. Thank you. I didn't know I'm we had cranberry ginger ale about. in the house. We don't. I almost bought it. Do you make your own buffalo chicken dip? Yep. Because I'm kind of picky about my buffalo chicken dip. Uh, so sometimes it's hit or miss. Mm, yeah, I've had some uh, some real misses. I go right off of the Frank's Red Hot mm, okay. bottle. I do that that um, recipe. So okay, yeah, Nestle Toolhouse, Nestle Toolhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, yeah. So my something good is very simple. It's from this weekend, and it's trail racing. <laughs> what? And I think Tom, now that he's experienced a trail race, can speak to this. Like I, like a, a the community around running races in general is pretty good, but there's something different about trail racing and the after events and the before events and how people get together at them and just the way. Well, I think the community. It's a it. it's a little bit more like not not that road racing. Community. Yeah, not that road racing doesn't have a really good community. But like when you get together at a trail race, everyone wants to talk to everyone, which I think is the part that's kind of shocking about this. Uh, something good for Michael because he doesn't normally like to talk to people. Yes, but at the end of the race, while we were waiting for Greg to come in, right, we we chatted with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. You know, people who are waiting for their their significant others to come in and finish and just watching everyone cheer and everything. I think that's what you're, you're talking about, right? Yeah, just the general camaraderie. Feel? And, uh, you know, there are the people at the front who race or whatever, but a lot of times it's just people pushing each other yeah. to that's finish, awesome. helping, e- helping each other finish. And, Which uh, I'm sure Greg recapped. Yeah. How uh, he, fi- he finished uh, and, with you someone. Yeah, things like that that just, you know, 
really being there for each other, even during mm-hmm. the worst parts of the race where like it, it probably you don't get it as much in road races because you don't go through the same like uh, ups and downs that you do in a yeah. difficult race. I think it's probably where it comes from. Yeah, not as know. often because I know like yeah, today like, we didn't talk. I didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Well, it's not like you're all of a sudden stuck on a hill with somebody for 45 minutes. No. And, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> commiserating. Tom, Tom so. and, and Kate probably bonded a lot during their uh, probably, yeah, com- commiserating, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, we absolutely. Had, I, I agree. It's a and not in a bad way, not not negative at all. It is a different breed of it's person. Different. Yeah. That, yeah. That that runs those trails like it's a different yeah. kind of it's a different kind of commitment. Not taking anything away from anybody that runs any other distances by oh, no, any means. Different, different. But it, it yeah. is different. It is definitely different. Well, thank you, everyone who sent in your goal getters and the reviews. And um, you know, the best thing you could do for this podcast is continue to share it with friends and family and coworkers and enemies and anybody that'll listen um <laughs> follow us on instagram and all the social media we love that please continue to interact with us like if you're listening but you don't really interact with us we'd love to get to know you because we've gotten to know a lot of great people yeah like greg and melanie who are on this episode yep mm-hmm. yep so this is tom for Aaron, Michael, and Diana. And specifically because I just spent a lot of time in the woods, I'm going to leave us with a Robert Frost quote. Oh, <laughs> I just it's simple. I don't understand it's why this happens. Robert, Fro- Robert Frost reminds us that the best way out is always through. Goodbye. Mm.